welcome to CSG Podcast, the show where we get to sit down and have a nice chat with you all about the inner happenings and the outer workings of cold sweat games. And now without much further ado, let's get this episode in the can. talk about this rebrand from the in a cold sweat podcast to what we have now yeah let's talk about that yes got let's. Some, uh, yeah, big big changes first of all uh you can't see kyle now what oh right that's absolutely correct you can't <laughs> we can't see you either yeah. well you know i mean that was something that was kind of in the works already but uh you being you you know you were you were the face I mean that's very true. This gorgeous mug over here was the was the yes. face of the podcast for a while. Yes, that beautiful beautiful butt bear of a man. That's right. And I enjoyed that spotlight, damn it. <laughs> but, I was. You know, I si- was the bear. You know, si- I was no cop, mom. I was no cop. But you know, situations change. And like <laughs> I'll be honest, like the video format, it was very stressful. The the live format was also very stressful. So yes, we have enough stress in our lives. Stressful. Yeah, we, have we a, are alleviated. We have enough. We are reborn. Yeah, we have enough stress in our lives. We don't need to add more to it. And this summer has been absolutely bonkers when it comes to schedule. So yeah, eh, why fight it? It's Let's... been hot. The kids have been out of school. There's not enough slushies to go around. Parents are frustrated. People don't. People don't want to do anything. No. That's how it is. So forget it. We're doing audio. Yeah, fuck it. We're, we're, we're doing the doing opposite. We're doing the opposite of. Who said that? Was that not Limbaugh? Oh, not Bill. What's his name? Uh, Bill James. O'Reilly. Was it O'Reilly? I don't know. I don't Bill know. O'Reilly. The guy who goes, yeah, we'll do it live. We're, we're going the opposite direction. We're we're going pre-recorded. Let's just call him. Let's just call it Bill O'Reilly. And sure, why not? for today so we, even though we both have computers open in front of us yeah I, i'm too lazy to google anything right now so here's the thing in a cold sweat podcast is no more for now it was a great experiment for a little while i totally enjoyed it but it's time to put that thing to bed take it out back and shoot it that kind of thing so here we yeah. are with csg podcast the audio format audio only format so you'll only be able to capture this magical set of moments on your favorite podcast providers. Yeah, so don't forget to hit the like, share, and subscribe buttons. I, yeah, where where possible. I mean, yeah, where... podcast <laughs> software is definitely strange. It's a strange set of beasts, mm-hmm. strange set of features. Sure. Like, not all of them have the same things. You, some of them you can't share. Some of them you can't even download oh, like google podcast right, think, is super you know, weird man you can't even you... that is weird but also we're in 2019 i mean i would think everything is at least shareable yeah you, you'd think that wouldn't you but no that's not quite how this <laughs> works no, you, you'd be surprised steve uh you're you know be prepared to have your petards hoisted that's right it's, it's all about the almighty search engine and the algorithms you know so you got to feed directly into those. And so, yeah, you know, I'm hoping with this format, with this podcast format, we can we can crank these out a little easier, a little bit less stressful and, you yeah. know, pump out a better sounding product than what we've had in the past. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. So are, are we going to still release it Thursday nights or do you want to do it Friday mornings? So I think I think what we're going to do is uh, because of the late nature of how we record these things, we'll record them at night, um, Thursday night, and then we'll release them Friday sometime during the day. That's perfect because like uh, I'm supposed to be starting a graveyard position hopefully soon. Nice. Congratulations. Thanks. Hey, so uh, about that, you moved north. I did. I moved north. I'm uh, currently living in the northwestern town of Terrace, which is exciting. 
<laughs> I don't mind it. I, honestly, like, uh, you know, every, it's a big fishing community. Um, everybody's real friendly here. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a place where a man can sit on his porch and record podcasts and not be disturbed. Are you on your porch right now? I am. That's pretty badass. I'm cooped up in my room. Yeah, I'm on my porch. I got uh, I got the computer all plugged in and just chilling. Just chilling. So yeah, being being out on the a porch <laughs> allows me to uh, I don't know. It, it it allows my wife to still be able to watch TV, and I have a private space to do my stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, it's not yep. bad. I I moved my entire operation into my room. To, to not only benefit streamers, but to also just kind of have a better sounding podcast. Like, where I was before, there was a lot of air around me. A lot of open space, a lot of reverb, if you will. Yeah, the acoustics were not correct for yeah, your situation. that's the word I'm looking for, the acoustics. Beautiful. So, I mean, here's the thing. is like, during the experimentation of the video format, we improved our audio quality significantly. And the video was just going nowhere, so slash the video. We are now audio. Makes sense to me. Absolutely. And uh, I've been I've been hoping for this since um, probably episode two. Yep. Yep. You know, just because of all the errors, predominantly on my side, but uh, also I'm a fan of the audio podcast. I'm a big believer in it. You know, I always have been. I am always listening to different podcasts. Right now, I'm in a Bill Nye's podcast science rules i can't even remember the last podcast i'll let no what no i the last podcast we listened to i listened to was ours that's a pretty good podcast <sighs> it's well, a little it's about bit. to get better it, well i mean those episodes are probably going to be lost to the annals of time they need to go away yeah i mean they were classics but they gotta be Taken out back and shot, as you said. God, there's so much taking out back and shooting. This is going to be like a mass grave of video so, content. <laughs> so much. But you know what? Uh, on another side note, another benefit of having moved up north here is uh, really had a lot of time to focus on different like riffs and ideas for music and stuff. Like I, During the move, I really kind of lost a bit of motivation for working on Blast Chamber, so I put it on a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a back burner, if you will. Right. But um, as soon as we entered into this new game jam, which we'll talk about in a minute, I just felt reinvigorated. Like, I've been waiting for the day. You know, you told me a few days ago, about a week ago, hey? Seven, yep. eight days ago? That's about right. And uh, that we were going to be doing this game jam, and I've just been waiting on pins and needles of, like, you know, what's the genre going to be? They're not releasing it till till the day of. So... I, uh, as soon as I found out, like, I just had ideas bouncing around in my head. What could it be? And thematically, what are we going to be uh, focusing on? Yeah. Now that we know the genre, now that we know somewhat of the theme, uh, I've got some really good ideas. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that kind of, like, kind of, kind of jumps over into what's been happening with me, too. Like, I'm going to be completely honest, I'm going to be completely real. It has been very difficult this summer to find motivation to do anything. It has been oh, yeah. scorching hot with some record highs. It has been cooking hard drives and <laughs> yeah, how hot has it been down there? It's I mean for the past few days. Today was the first decent day, thank God. But days before, we were reaching up to like 30s, 32, 33, 34 the other day, and it, at oh. degrees Celsius for my American friends. And Man, awful, awful. it was, yeah, I, I mean, the problem with that kind of hot is that there, you you could sit in front of an air conditioner and it will not do anything. You'll still be sitting there sweating in front of it. It's disgusting. Um, and it, it you cannot work in that kind of condition. There's no motivation that you can take yourself through that is yeah. ever going to, like, take you to the point where it's, like, it's where it's a little it's, it's never going to get you to the point where you're going to be productive. There's only so many layers you can take off before you have to start like, okay, I might need like a chemical peel for my skin and just take it all off. That's right. Yeah, just right down to the bone. Yeah. And I got seven layers. Why do I need five of them? Just 
Just, just begging warm. for the sweet release of death or to be thrown into a pool or something. Yeah, like um, an ice pool. But yeah, no, it's but like with the with the kids home from school, like the schedules have been nuts. Uh, so oh, many, so yeah. many conflicts, so many. It's been you know I had this crazy notion when we first uh, when when I was looking forward to the summer break. Yeah. I said to myself, you know, without school being there, it's going to be a lot easier to get some things done. Oh. What a fool I was. Yeah, it never pans out that way, does it? No, it never does. It, and it's never exactly how you... I, I, I understand it's never exactly how you expect anything to turn out to be, but I mean, like, come on. I expected a little bit, but no. Oh, yeah. My God, it's just been so... I'm, I'm, I'm coming... Like, the heat is killing me in terms of just tiredness. But then... Well, what have you been doing to cool off? Like, what do you do? What's your regimen? I mean, there is no regimen. I, I sit in front of a fan or I go for a drive in air conditioning. Oh, fair enough. No pool. No, no pool time? There's no, there's no pool. I mean, there is a pool, but, like, there's a lot of... Because it's summer, there's a lot of lessons. Oh, fair enough. Right. <laughs> I guess it would be kind of ironic if you're just like, uh, I guess I'll go to the hot tub. <laughs> I mean, the hot tub can be nice, but I mean, that's the thing too. Is like you just go for <laughs> like a, you, you go for like a like a like a lukewarm bath or something, yeah. right? And you want to pay four seventy five for fifteen minutes soak because like they have the med, the, you know, a medical practitioner will advise against you spending any more time with that in there. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just been weird to beat the heat this particular summer. Um, like my one and a half year old, she loves, absolutely loves swimming, but it's been very difficult to get her out of the house to go to the pool. Blah, 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 blah. It's been, what? it's been difficult to get out to go do something to beat the heat. Because, How is it hard to get a one year old to, or one because, and a half year old to go to the pool? Because we are so busy building up to the next time we have to leave. We are always on the go. We're always traveling back and forth between somewhere. And it, it never stops, dude. It never stops. Move and when summer hit, when summer hit, everything happened all at once. Like we went away on that little family vacation that you got to manage to sneak away from. Yeah, I didn't sneak away from it. <laughs> I moved across the freaking province. Right. Conveniently at just the right moment. Hey man, that had nothing to do with the date. Okay, I, <laughs> I got laid off. I needed to go find work. Uh -huh. So, anyways, we've been we've been incredibly busy over here in the Harrison household, and well, it sounds like it. It's been very difficult to beat the heat because of it. But anyways, we'll just hop in the car and go in the AC. We'll go to a mall, or lately our retreat is McDonald's because we've been broke lately. Make a couple of headbands out of towels and some ice cubes. Yeah, yeah, homegrown solutions. Either yeah. way, it's been <laughs> freaking hot around here, and it's been very demotivating. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, it's a actually we probably have about the same kind of weather system as you because we're coastal as well. We're nothing like, um, um, you know, it's not particularly north. We're we're. We're north, yes, but we're more west. And because of the mountains, the way everything's situated here around Terrace, it gets pretty much the same kind of weather uh, in, like, summer and spring as down in Vancouver. But obviously the fall and winter are a little bit different. And because we're um, so close to the ocean, guaranteed the, the snow is going to be quite wet, and that means a lot of ice. Welcome to Weathercast. Yeah, but hey, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a very real thing that's been affecting our productivity. It has. I mean, nobody likes extremes, especially not when it comes to weather. So this is why I am super psyched about this jam you were talking about. Oh, uh, me kind, too. Kind of forced to come out of semi-retirement. <laughs> yeah. Hiatus because they ain't us. Because there's only four days for us to build this game. So <laughs> let's talk about this now. It is hashtag UE4Jam, baby. 2019 edition. The official game jam held by Epic Games and the developers of the Unreal Engine. And boy, wouldn't you know it, we kind of made the switch to Unreal Engine a few weeks ago. 
Oh, you know it, baby. Super. Let's talk about psyched about this. Can we talk about the the, the major differences and the um, the capabilities that we're going to be unlocking with the Unreal Four? Power of the world, man. <laughs> Seriously, the rumble and shake under my feet. Here, 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 okay, here's the thing. I, I, I have no qualms against Unity or anything that it did or anything I did with it. I no. loved that engine when I was working with it. But It seems <laughs> like it's predominantly reliable. A lot of people use it. Yes, yes, it's powering a lot of even AAA uh, title games right now. Um, but the thing is, it, uh, I, I, it's going to be very difficult to actually complain about this. Um, but when you were using it, there's something missing. There's something missing from it. And that missing component is a good starting set of settings, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure how else to put it. Because what I, what I get out of working with Unreal is that I'm, I feel like I'm being sent into a sensibly designed and made world that I can yeah. then craft myself. I can take the okay. reins of it and do what I need to do with it, knowing that professionals in the craft of making first-person shooters have made the core foundation of the Unreal Engine for me. Which for me matters. To, for me to harness, you know? And, Unreal, yeah. and Unity is so general purpose that it has no defining genre of what to build a thing in. And that's great, too, because there's tons of flexibility unity is great for just about any project you throw at it yeah it's an exciting opportunity honestly uh I, you know we've been playing we've been playing first person shooters since well i mean you've been playing first person shooters since before i was born i think yeah that's very true i, I remember and i remember so I was, playing uh wolfenstein 3d on the super NES. yeah so it's something i was super born NES. into I think it was Super NES. Yeah. You know, first-person shooters are in my blood. I remember playing Catacomb 3D at my grandmother's oh, place on the Windows 3.1 back when I was, like, six. Oh, I remember watching you playing that. Like, Strangely enough, I remember that. Man, Blake 3D, Duke 3D, Wolfenstein 3D. Put a thing of 3D in front of it and a gun, and I was in, man. Oh, I remember Duke Nukem fondly oh you know what i remember the 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 what was it it was the um demo on playstation one for duke nukem yeah was that duke nukem 3d uh that, that was i think that was time to kill duke nukem time to kill oh man looks I like loved... it's time to kill my duke impression yeah. sucks but he <laughs> it was a third person game it was, yeah, it was. I remember that. And, uh, I, oh man, I liked shooting the pigs. <laughs> they were funny. But nonetheless, I mean, like Duke 3D itself is uh, deeply rooted into my DNA. But here's the thing uh, it's software. And yeah. the creators of Quake and Doom, Quake is me. I oh, love yeah. Quake. Quake is my style, Quake is my jam. I still play Quake 2 today. Yeah, man. So and they're the king. They're the, simply the kings of the, of the of first person shooters. Yeah, it, it and early Better pioneers of making those engines available to the public and so you can like dissect it and like really take a look at what made all that stuff tick. It's so exactly. good. It's so good, man. Like that technology is still foundation of a lot of stuff that's out there being powered by it now. So, just simply amazing generations above what anybody else was doing at the time but when it comes to unreal because like unreal when that came out like when epic games created the original unreal it was kind of in competition with well yeah i'm gonna say to be doom? the next generation right it was it was either doom 2 or it was quake 2 that unreal was trying to compete with um, Epic, Epic created their own little engine to deal with it and blah, blah, blah. And then you had the battle of the Quake 3 and the Unreal Tournament. Right. Right. And that battle just kept on going. Unreal Tournaments kept coming out. It's just kind of oh, continued man. doing their own thing. But nonetheless, like 
Epic's been building first-person shooters for as long as I've been into video games, pretty much. And yeah, Unreal Engine absolutely. undoubtedly has that at the core of its DNA. You know, I think, you know, when I think back to the uh, first-person shooters that really changed my life, if you will, I think of, obviously, Counter-Strike. That was a big one. Yep. Um, but obviously, I, I think of Doom 1 only. I don't think of any of the other Dooms. <laughs> the original Doom for the Super NES. I remember watching you play the original Quake more than I remember watching you play Doom. I loved playing Quake, but Quake came later when I started playing more on the PC. I was probably like, what, 8, 9, 10 when Quake 2 started to really, when I started to get into it. Maybe. I think. Maybe. Because I was probably 13, I think. Oh, I was 13 for sure when I was playing Counter-Strike Source. But you know what I really think turned you on to first-person shooters? What? Red Faction. Red Faction is still one of the sickest games ever. Like, the, the, the map deformations with the grenade launchers and all that stuff. and Like, oh, God, it was so good. It's so good, dude. It's And it's still good. I still playable for sure. I still posit that that world destruction technology was better in the first one than any of the follow-ups. Well, yeah, because they were trying to make something new, trying to make something different, so they wanted it to be perfect. Man, I still remember. It has to have been a bug. It has to have been a bug, but it was on the PlayStation 2, so it was very... <laughs> you can't patch it. Um, where in Red Faction on PS2, you could hold down the up D-pad button, and that would yeah. kind of give you a fine aim mode, right? Yeah. Well, if you did that with the shotgun, it would it affected it, it condensed the spread down into the pinpoint of the fine shot. Mm-hmm. So what was effectively supposed to be a short range weapon <laughs> turned into a devastating uh, scopeless rifle. Oh, what? And that's how you would take out dudes from across the map in that game is you just hold up down so you hold hold down the up button and shoot with the shotgun and it if that landed on anybody it just instantly killed them oh uh, like oh wow that's cheap ah uh, beautiful bugs beautiful but anyways so we have legacies of first person shooters in our repertoire of gaming experience Oh, yeah, and, we were there from the beginning. And id Software in particular has... A, has, If there was a single biggest influence in my life about how I develop what I develop, it's going to be id Software. Um, anybody ask me when I'm finally famous, like, who's your influences? It's going to be id Software and John Carmack, straight up. Yeah, well, because his his stuff is legendary. Like, uh, even down to the, the storytelling... Uh, the way they, all the graphics like the graphics man even back then like you know you marveled at shit like that when you'd see uh, like something explode and disintegrate in front of you and you're like what the fuck did I just do <laughs> you know and it's just sprite animation but when you're a kid and you're watching that for the first time you literally see an imp blow up because you shot him I remember you feel powerful. I remember the first time I saw we're talking about Doom, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw a door close on an imp body. Yeah. And and just it like and just it, it, it changed <laughs> yeah. my life, man. Yeah, like the things that they thought to add into that game um oh, it wouldn't be the same game if they didn't. Like they were geniuses. And they still are today. Like I, I I have nothing but good things to say. Yeah. So, this jam, this jam that we're talking about earlier, um, it's a, like I said, specifically an Unreal Engine 4 jam. It's hosted by Epic Games. Um, As as far as I can tell, anyways, I didn't see anybody else in there. Um, It has over 600 people participating. This thing is huge, and there's actual prizes involved. And, I mean, do I have any expectation that we're going to win? We're only three weeks into this engine. We'll have to see. But I think right. our idea is pretty money. I think so, too. Simple to implement. That's going to be nice. So, speaking of legacy first-person shooter influence, 
Time Splitter is future perfect. Yes. It had this mode in it where you were up against just waves upon waves of zombie monkeys. Mm-hmm. And you had a time limit. And in order to progress on to the next wave, you had to get enough points. Right. Um, but as you, but the time limit was low. It was really low. It's impossible to win. But every kill you get, every frag you rack up, gives you a little bit of extra time. Yeah. Oh, it's genius. So basically, that's what I want to do. <clears throat> I think that's. Uh, I, I, I... I think that's going to be so fun. Like originally when we were pitching this idea back and forth, it was just like a, in my head, a side scroller standard side scroller, right? That's right. Yep. But, um, like it would start slow. There'd be, you know, like everything is mobs and wave based. Right. But like, it'd be like one and then four and then eight, 16, etc. It would get bigger and bigger. But every enemy you kill, say it starts at, 30 seconds you know boom you get 30 seconds on your timer for killing that first guy all right sweet and then the second guy it's like 29 5 the third guy is um 29 29 2 or whatever right it's slow increments that you re- it reduces the so it forces you to kill as many enemies as you can to keep that timer going especially when it gets down to the you know the nitty-gritty of like oh man Every enemy I'm killing is only giving me 0.5 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that really puts the pressure on you. Then you're fighting wave after wave of enemies. Not only are you racking up a huge um, kill count, but you're also racking up um, maximum time. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. Because here was the thing. UE4 Jam did not release the theme until earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mosquito. <laughs> uh, UE4 Jam did oh, not release oh. the theme until earlier today. And when they finally dropped it, it it <clears throat> ruined all plans of what we were trying to come up with in, in preparation. So we yeah. originally had this idea of the side-scrolling shooter. And honestly speaking, I am not, I am not comfortable building one of those. Right. It's just not my wheelhouse. But when the theme came in, which is make it count yeah i immediately started panicking i'm like oh nothing nothing that we had discussed was gonna fit that whatsoever so had to start from scratch had to start from ground zero and just just pitching back and forth trying to come up with ideas of how to incorporate the theme of make it count i immediately thought frag count frag count frag count make it count so how do you make a frag count even further? <laughs> you have to race against the time timer count in order to get that, the countdown, right? So you exactly. have to make every shot count. Yeah, it, it really... It, it, it works right. on several levels, and I am super psyched that we were able to come up with that so quickly. I know, it was just immediate spitballing, you know? And then just during my lunch hour at work, um, I created a new first-person shooter project, and I got some enemies following us, so we got some chaser dudes happening. Um, I talked with Heck Z. Yeah. I talked with Z, and we have um, we have some basic... Uh, we, have a, we now have a theme. We now have a visual theme where we're going to go with this weird neon style, this futuristic Excellent. neon style. It's going to be very cool. And no, uh, I started talking about what the first enemy is going to be. So what is the first enemy going to be? Well, I think what we're going to do is some kind of like, because we're trying to take as many shortcuts as we can, because we've only got a few days, right? Yeah, of course. Um, we want to get this thing like up and playable ASAP. That's right. So we don't want to be stuck on any particular item for too long. So we don't want to create a complex character for an enemy. Mm-hmm. And because like, one of us has to rig it. It's probably going to be me and I'm going to be fighting with blender for like two solid days, just trying to get a full (laughs) character to even move. So forget it. We're not going that route. That's stupid. So what we're going to do is create some floating canisters that have some heads in them. Excellent. (laughs) 
It's genius. Uh, let, let me get the exact description because I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. You, uh, <laughs> fill some air. Oh yeah, of course, uh, vamp if you will. Yes. Um, so, I mean, realistically, I could just cut some of this, but I won't. Maybe I'll leave it in. You know. Okay, I got it. So. Okay, excellent. So Z goes. Okay, I think I have an idea. Heads in fluid-filled pods, floating above the ground, armed with guns and grabby claws. <laughs> That's so fucking metal. I love it. I love it. It's so rock and, and roll. My God, does that simplify the rigging process and the animation involved? Because effectively, the enemies that got in there now float. Yeah. And they fight, and they work their way around obstacles. So that's all they got to do is they just got to float. And maybe How we'll awesome is that? we'll have like this particle effect underneath the canisters, so it looks like they're like jet propulsion or something. Well, they'd have to, otherwise, you know, how would they? How would the jars be moving? Well, I mean. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a low priority concept. We just have to get some stuff in there, whether they're floating for <laughs> reasons we know why or not. <laughs> just take it as it is, Steve. Yeah, pretty much. Four days, yeah. man. Four days. Four so, days. You'll see what we got in four days. So really, what is going on with Blast Chamber? Like, okay. So let's let's just start off with the simple stuff here. Blast Chamber is coming along. Blast Chamber is simply a victim of the summer. Yeah. I've not been able to get to Blast Chamber as much as I want to, and that's really just an unfortunate circumstance of how this summer has gone so far. Um, but plenty of things have definitely changed. Aforementionedly, I don't know if you... Like, we should probably talk about this because the previous podcasts are going to be scrubbed from the face of the internet. Oh, yeah. We, I was working on Blast Chamber in Unity for about three months. Yeah, for for quite a long time since we since we started the project, the it was part of a game jam. It, it, yeah, yeah, sorta. Um, it it's an idea that I've wanted to get out there for a while, and sometimes I use game jams as an excuse to just kind of get a get a good start on a good project. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good medium to do that. Yeah. So, uh, what I wasn't expecting was just how an- annoying it was going to be to get to anything during summer. Um, so I suspect that, and what, actually what I'm hoping for here is that UE4 Jam is going to kickstart me back into high gear with motivation and determination to get this thing out. Because yeah. I made the switch over to Unreal Engine for, like I mentioned before, with that with that good base first-person feel, yeah. um, as well as the networking layer that it has in it. Um, Unity's was just not doing it for me. I just, I could make it work, but it was really, really sloppy, and I was very disappointed in it. Yeah, and you, you know, when when it's something that you've been dreaming about putting out, you don't want to make something that looks kind of janky. Yeah, definitely not janky. You don't want that. No, and it's not even that it looked janky. Like it looked great. You know, it's just, you know, why? Uh, why? Why not? If you have UE4, why not? So, I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? So, I've started up the project. I've been, I've been, you know, learning how to use Unreal Engine through Blast Chamber, and I still yeah. open up the project and occasionally poke at it. It's just uh, progress has been very slow because, well, like I said, this summer has just been crazy. So, I suspect come September, once the kidlins are back in school that yeah. uh, schedule should normalize and I should be able to get back to it pretty much full time. Yeah, no, it will be much better. It'll be, you know, but I am be a different, different time. Yeah, but I am hoping that the UE4 jam will just kind of kick me into high gear. It's like, okay, that was fun. Let's get back to Blast Chamber. Let's start knocking this thing out. Yeah, absolutely. Because I am liking, I am liking what I'm seeing with Unreal Engine 4 in regards to Blast Chamber. There's a lot of promise there, and I can see a lot of really cool stuff happening. So, extremely excited about it. Like, super jazzed. I just... I need, uh... I just, I just need to get back into gear, man! Yeah, of course. I mean, like... Uh, summer... Uh, summer isn't always the funnest time, but, uh... You know, you're up late. You're up late at night. You, you got time. 
And I got to be honest with you, when I'm up late these days and it's scorching hot out there, like I'm sitting, I'm actually sitting here. It's not even that hot out right now. I am sweating in my seat right now. It's disgusting. All you really want to do is play some games, some CSGO, some Apex Legends. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, you know, I've been watching that, you know, all, all the little clips and stuff that you send me. I'm just like, wow, man. Yeah, man. This guy's up late. <laughs> it's the only commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Not, damn, that was a sick headshot. That's just like, why is he sending yeah. me this at three? Yeah, it used to be me, but I'm glad you've taken up the mantle. So, yeah, it, honestly, like, it, I, every time I open up the projects, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to look at this right now. Um, I've been, I've been playing a lot of CSGO and I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Um, yeah. Counter-Strike has always been in my blood. I've always loved Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is my jam. Oh, but it runs deep. But man, I fell off of it for several years. And then you, 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 something something snapped in me a couple, mm-hmm. a, a few weeks ago, I should say. Probably even last month. But something snapped in me where I said, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of being mediocre at these games. Of being the weakest one on my team simply because I'm quote-unquote playing casually yeah that sucks i want to finally be good at one of these things like decent enough to at least hold my own finally and it's weird thinking about that in the context of counter-strike because i considered myself actually pretty good at that one right but man have the people who have continued playing that game just ran with it man like these guys are rock stars top to bottom and even the bots were giving me a run for my money it was yeah. it was gross um and apex legends i mean i just kind of picked that one as a battle royale type game that i could sink my teeth into right um fortnite ain't really doing it for me i do like playing it with other people casually um and i do like i do like playing PUBG every once in a while but it's just it's not much fun Honestly, like a pub, oh, like just I'm sure they're going to be glad to hear you say that. Well, PUBG is just not it's just not much fun for me. I'd, I'm not sure what it is, but it's just, the, the fun is just not there. So Apex Legend just kind of checks off all the boxes for me. So right. I chose that one. I chose that one. So this is where I've entrenched myself. The CSGO and Apex Legends as modern games with which to sit down and be good and competent at. And I, I wasn't even streaming for the longest time because I wanted to get to a decent position with both of those before I started doing that. Well, yeah. the lid came off the other last week <laughs> um, <laughs> when I started streaming onto Mixer. And Yes, I w- noticed. And with that, I started streaming CSGO and Apex Legends. And, Big spike. And it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun streaming CSGO and, and Apex um, to our, our little modest audience of six yeah um growing every day yeah man very generous people over on mixer um i mean you, i you, like mixer you earn the sparks as you watch and so with that they feel inclined to donate back those sparks that they have earned and yeah. that when you when you get to a particular status in mixer once you get enough sparks you can actually cash that thing out so and I mean, it's going to be like several million sparks before that can happen. But <laughs> yeah, true. It's <laughs> hard to cash still. hard to cash out on something you just get <laughs> for yeah, doing enough. nothing but watching. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful platform. Very generous people had uh, I've had a couple of people come by several times and watch the stream. And oh man, it just feels so good. It just feels so good. Mixer's such a good platform. I've always believed in mixer but if you Warms wanted the, the audience heart. that's right but if you wanted the audience you went to twitch you know that's why we did twitch was there was an yeah. audience there of people hashtag was exactly so with the move with ninjas move over to mixer that means that millions i'm not even kidding probably millions of people are heading over to mixer in order to yeah. catch ninja and that means there's a stimulus of people 
who are going to be seeking out new content as they exodus themselves from Twitch. But you can expect that Twi that Ninja is not going to be the only one. There are going oh, to be not. others. We already have PewDiePie moving over to DLive, and you saw exactly what happened over there. Tons of people moved over to that platform from Twitch, and that thing is still going strong where most other platforms would have died by now. We may be witnessing the death of Twitch right in front of our eyes. I don't know if Twitch is going anywhere. It's backed by Amazon. It's got the box. But it's certainly getting a run for its money. And that good, healthy competition is good. Now, Mixer being backed by Microsoft means that yeah. it has a ton of capital with which to keep itself running. So you know it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Um, and Microsoft has doubled down on this thing. And so much so that they offered Ninja several million dollars to come exclusively uh, stream over on Mixer. Right. So there's big bank deals happening now. And it's really exciting to see. But it's also really exciting to see the numbers happening in Mixer. Well, so, yeah, it means we can be a part of it, right? But here's the side, here's the side benefit of it, Steve. We both have Xbox Ones. Yeah, we can both get in on the action. They both have Mixer built right into it natively. Which is my favorite thing. And probably my favorite thing, something we haven't used yet, is that it has co-streaming built into it. Oh, I, uh, so stoked. Um, Finally. And I'm not even an affiliate on there. I'm not, I'm not anything. I'm just a regular Joe Schmo user over a mixer. And I can still use the co-streaming. I can still make teams. I can still manage so many features that Twitch locks away behind its affiliate status. How do they get away with such such ease? You know, just making it so user-friendly when everybody else just seems to not be able to do it. So, I, well, I mean, like, uh, Mixer has the benefit of being able to look outside and see yeah. how, why the neighbor's green is grasser. <laughs> why the neighbor's grass is greener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Green is grasser. Green is grasser. Um, so, I mean, they've they've had years to build their platform. Literal years to build it the way yeah. it is. And, and I'm not going to... Don't get me wrong. It's not a perfect platform. There's plenty wrong with it. But it's really good where it's at right now. And right. with their roadmap in the future... It's only going to get better. So I'm incredibly psyched to be a part of the Mixer family officially now instead of only kind of. Yeah, sorry. Oh, man, me too. I, I, I love Mixer. Uh, I love it. I love that Xbox has it, you know, already built in. That's so easy for me. I appreciate easy, right? Yeah. And hey, you just upgraded your Internet so you won't be seeing any of that uh, exactly. porridge quality. Finally, I'm I'm hardwired in, baby. That's right. No more porridge for your viewers. So, you know, I, I'm seeing a little note here on our thing. It says, uh, weird and fun topics. It simply just says, fun one from July 10th. I, I, I gotta know what that means. Okay. Are you ready for this? I mean, I am. I, I, I found this headline just for you. Nice. <sighs> okay. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Suspect's loud fart helps police sniff out his hiding place. Oh, you, oh no. You, you just know that they had... That, that the guy had the best... He was just like, I got the best line. Hold on. Let me write it down. Hold on. Okay. Headline. Suspect's loud fart helps police sniff out his hiding place. Subheading. The Liberty Police Department in Missouri said no one was hurt by the blast. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> a man trying to elude police in Missouri ended up being betrayed by his own backside. It seems the man let out a huge fart right, right at the wrong time, allowing officers to sniff out where he was hiding. Authorities said cops didn't release the man's identity, though. Mm -hmm. The nearby Clay County Sheriff's Office got wind of the arrest... <laughs> I can't believe this. I decided to turn it into a cautionary tale, presumably to discourage others from engaging in criminal behavior. This guy's an awesome writer. <laughs> this is... I'm not a huge fan of the Huffington Post, but I gotta give them credit on this one. That was That's just some awesome stuff right there. I'm loving it. 
Was that the whole story? That's pretty much the whole story. It, 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 uh, the cops were in pursuit of a criminal. The criminal found a hiding place. They were looking around for him. He let out a rip, and that. But it was it was not a silent but deadly. It was just a loud but deadly. And wow. They were able to track the scent. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right to his hiding place. <laughs> Bring in the dogs. And you know, it it kind of reminded me of that scene out of Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. What does she think? Months um, of planning all ruined by a fart. All <laughs> ruined by a fucking fart. Oh, man. Eliza Dishku's uh, performance in that scene is hilarious. But, I mean... Um, that's that's all I got for the weird and funny topics. Do you have anything for me? Yeah, I I have a news story for you. Shoot me. So I'm not I'm not gonna tell, I'm not gonna lead with the headline. I, I'm gonna unveil the story as it goes. You know. Oh, story time with Steve. Yeah. So uh, this is from the Times Colonist, and it ta- this is uh, Edmonton. Um, I'm not sure where. The, I don't have the date here. Hit me with it. I'm not sure where the date is. Anyway, so okay, so a Vancouver Island. Uh, a couple had a bizarre experience in a downtown Edmonton Airbnb earlier this week. Rod and Kat Gordon, who arrived in the city Sunday, went out to visit family after dropping off their belongings at the suite. Quote, Nothing appeared like there was any kind of problem until we opened the door. Then it was like another world, said Kat Gordon. The lights were all on and death metal music was blaring. The first thing we noticed was two pairs of stranger shoes by the door, said Gordon. They thought there might have been a double booking, but then saw that their luggage had been unpacked. Most of our belongings were out of the suitcase, and even our toiletry bag had been emptied, and all of the items had been placed on a little shelf above the sink in the bathroom, she said. What is going on? I know. There was a weird bowl of unsmoked cigarettes in the middle of the table. It was just the most bizarre thing. Gordon said the people who broke wait, in wait, wait, wait. also... A bowl of cigarettes unsmoked? bowl of unsmoked cigarettes a in the middle of the table. bowl of unsmoked cigarettes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, the normal. The normal. How you deal with unsmoked cigarettes is a put them in a bowl. Like, can you imagine? They're just taking them out and just, like, pretending to puff on them, putting them back in the bowl. Anyways... Gordon said that the people who broke in also washed their clothes and left a note saying, We are here. Today is the best day of the rest of our lives. She said it was one of their worst days. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon's reported the break-in to police and the building security who found a surveillance image of potential suspects wearing the couple's clothes. Wow. Yeah, they had cameras in the hallways that they could see people entering and leaving, she said. Several layers of security, the main door, security guard in the lobby, and the door to the suite were breached by the thieves. It's so confusing. (laughs) There's so much going on there. Okay, Uh, so... Yeah, so, yeah, basically, these nut jobs broke into their fucking um, hotel room, got past all of the security, you know, didn't need to check in or anything. Did their fucking laundry, put their stuff away for them, left them cigarettes, and booked. <laughs> like, you gotta so, give them credit. They're generous. They're like, you know, if we're gonna take these clothes, we're gonna work for it. Okay, so give me the headline now. Uh, it's, um, most bizarre thing. Thieves break into Edmonton Airbnb, do laundry, leave note. <laughs> They went out on the town in our clothes, and then they came back as if it was their place. Oh, there's more to this story. Yeah, she said the thieves must have had a key or the door code to enter the suite. These people are still out there, and they were so brazen and so carefree, said Gordon. They were trying on our clothes and trying on all of our things, and they spent hours doing it. Oh, that's gross. Oh my goodness. They went out on the town in our clothes, and then they came back as if it was their place. Erica Burney, the Airbnb host, said she changes the door code every time she has a guest. I honestly have no idea how this could have happened, Burney told CTV. And how it happened, it's really upsetting. Talk about an invasion of privacy, holy. Yeah, man. I, could, I would be mortified if someone was going through like my things or my kids' things or anything. And I usually leave my dog at home, right? So like my dog would freak out. Uh, yeah, man. 
that's I, I couldn't even imagine how like yeah. what kind of like how like dirty I'd feel after that. I, I'd need like several showers just to get oh, that like me too. weird I'd throw feeling all off. those clothes out. You just burn them. Just give it all a yeah. Viking burial. Yeah, push it out to sea. Fuck it all. I mean, you don't know what those guys are tracking in. No, like bed bugs or something. Anything. Exactly. You know, disgusting. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Well, the good news is the Gordons received a full refund and said they would like to see the police release the surveillance photos to find the culprits. Because <laughs> apparently they didn't. Anyway, you know. uh, I guess all they need to do is just let out one loud rip. One and everything. Loud, yeah. Both are both of ours are are stupid criminal stories. I like it. Yeah, me too. I'm noticing a theme. Yeah. Well, those are the, often the best stories, right? Boy, they sure are. Don't forget to check us out on Mixer as we do our thing at mixer.com/coldsweatgames. Check us out on Patreon to support our asses. Patreon.com/coldsweatgames might be noticing a theme. Also, drop us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, both under Cold Sweat Games. See, I told you, we make this easy for you. Steve, tell them about that social media plug. We want you to take a screenshot of where and how you're listening to this podcast and give us a 24-hour shout-out on all your social media stories. That's your Instagrams, your Twitters, your Facebooks, your Twitches, Tumblers, Tinders, and Grinders. Show us the love. All right, let's get out of here. This has been Kyle. And this has been the impeccable Steve. We love you and good night. We want you to take a screenshot of where you and how you are listening. Oh, I'm going to try it again. We want you to take a screenshot of where... Ha- nope. We want you to take a screenshot of where and how... Ha- oh, God, why can't I do this? <laughs>